Welcome to the C Word Podcast. I'm your host, Beck Hughes. This is where creative meets business. Here we explore what it takes to harness your creative gifts and turn them into a thriving business. You can have a brand and business that allow you to create work that feels amazing to call yours, have clients you love serving, and live a life that feels like the only place you want to be. Hey lovely, welcome to the C Word Podcast, welcome back if you've been here before. Thank you so much for coming back and if it's your first time, well hello, welcome, I hope you love it. Now in today's podcast, I am talking about what I think is a game changer for any design business. So graphic design, brand design, web design if you don't do this in your business, I really want you to think about it, encourage you strongly to make it part of your business in 2023, because I think that this is so important. I think it can change so much about your design business, your relationship with your client, the kinds of fees you can command and the kinds of creative outcomes that you get. So what I'm talking about here is presenting your creative work in person. What I mean by in person is face-to-face, live, on a Zoom, on a FaceTime, on a Microsoft Teams, whatever it is that suits you. Not necessarily in person, like physically face-to-face because Post-COVID, we don't really do that anymore, do we? But doing it live as opposed to in a pre-recording or in an email. And it didn't actually occur to me that presenting in person wasn't the standard. I went for a very long time assuming that all designers and creatives would be presenting their work in person. I think coming from corporate agency and what I mean by corporate agency is quite big established agencies with a strong strategic focus who would always present work in person. We would always do that in my agency experiences because it was a great opportunity to get in front of the client. So when I started in my own business It never even crossed my mind that I wouldn't actually talk my clients through the work. However, as I've got to work with more designers and more creatives along my own personal business journey, I've realized that presenting in person is something that is a barrier for a lot of creatives. It's something they don't want to do. It's something they don't do for a number of reasons. Now, the alternatives are things like pre-recording a video and sending that to the client with the work or attaching the work to just an email and sending that with a bit of an explanation or putting the PDF of the work into a client portal and hoping for the best or maybe adding some kind of commentary. So all of those, in my opinion, are very hands-off ways of approaching that crucial point in the process of presenting your creative work. And particularly I'm talking about the early stages of a project when it's either concept work, it's the first time the client's seeing something, 
or it's really in that hefty decision-making process where the client's making choices between A and B, for example. As you get into development and perhaps you're making tweaks, it's probably not as important. But in the early days, I think that it is crucial, super important. But none of those things that I've mentioned, the doing the videos, sending the emails, putting it in the portal, none of those things are as effective as presenting in person. So in this episode of the C Word podcast, I want to share why I think it is such a game changer and tackle some of the common objections that come up when I talk to my clients, other designers, other creatives. When I start to talk to them about presenting their work in person, these are the kinds of things that come up. Now, you can also, I suggest, recommend maybe, that you go and listen to episode 23 of the C Word podcast. Because in that episode, I talk a bit more about how you can present your work with more confidence. And there are three key things there. That's the preparation, how you prepare for that meeting, the energy that you bring to that meeting, and also how you present and how you communicate the rationale behind your work, the reason why you've done certain things. So this episode won't go into that as much. It won't go into how to present your creative work or how to be confident doing it. I've already covered that in episode 23. In this episode today, what I want to focus on is why it's so important. Because I want to encourage you to take the leap in the first place. So let's dive into it. So first and foremost, I have said that presenting your work in person, again, caveat, what I mean by in person is in a live format where you're face to face on a Zoom or similar with your client. Now, I've said it's a game changer, so I want to talk to you about why I think it is a game changer. Now, the first key thing is that I feel it elevates your value perception in a big way. So in presenting, in talking about your work, what you're doing is really stepping into that consultant mindset. So you're building that, let's call it trusted advisor type of persona in your dealings with your client. It builds your authority, it builds your confidence, and it builds your conviction around your work. And when your client perceives you more as that consultant rather than the creative doer, they are far more likely to value you more highly. They will value your opinion more highly, but they will also value you in monetary terms. They'll be more willing to pay your fees, to commit to your fees, to commit to the process as well. So it has an impact on your relationship with that particular client, but also on your ongoing and your future relationships and the kinds of people that they will refer you to. So it really starts to elevate your standing, your stature as a brand or a design consultant with a value attached to you. You are valuable. What you do has impact. As distinct from 
a design doer, someone who takes briefs and delivers the work and really lets the client drive the process and the decision making. The second thing which sort of leads on from that is it deepens the relationship and the level of trust you have with your client. So nothing can replace face-to-face interaction when it comes to building relationships. And your interaction with your client isn't just about an exchange of work or an exchange of design. It's not just about them commissioning you to do work, briefing you on what they want, you deliver the work, they, you go through a process of refinement and then they pay you and the job's done. That's a very skin deep, arbitrary kind of relationship. If you can build much deeper relationships with your client where there's a personal connection, then that has all kinds of valuable implications for your business in the long term. It will mean that they are much more likely to recommend you to others, to refer work to you, to give you great testimonials and to return to you as an ongoing client and continue to purchase from you. That moment of a face-to-face presentation is such a crucial opportunity to build and strengthen and deepen that kind of personal relationship you have with the client. And it also helps you to understand them better. What are they looking for? What's important to them? What's going to shift the dial for them in their business? What's going to have an impact for them? And how are you going to help and support them through the process? I think the opportunity to build better relationships, more healthy relationships perhaps with your client is so, so important to the outcomes. But also I think to your sense of fulfillment in the work that you do and the kinds of people that you work with. I think the other reason that it's a game changer is it allows you to guide the creative process. And this for me is so, so important. I think far too often designers are put in a position where, well, the client's playing the bills, so whatever they say goes. It's your job to produce a series of options for them and for them to choose. And because they're paying, you need to do what they want you to do. I've spoken about this a lot because this is something that I am so, so passionate about because I don't believe that to be true. I don't believe that the client should be in the driver's seat of the creative outcome. I feel that it's important to co-create with your client. So to work with them to develop the brief and to guide them through the creative process, ensure that you're drawing from them all the information that you need by asking the right questions and for them to work with you and be guided to the right creative outcome. But it's not about them making the decisions and you just being the deliverer. Because they have come to you as the expert and that's what they're looking to you for. So the minute that you throw your hands up and you essentially give away your authority, your skill, your power, your ability to influence the direction and the decision to your client, you're devaluing your skill set. You are saying that I am just here to service the client no matter what, to just respond to what they want, to be reactive and to please them essentially. But actually you are the authority. You're the one who has the skill set, the insight, the experience to get the best outcome, not your client. Because the client doesn't always know what they want, what's best for them. 
by presenting in person, it really allows you to perhaps have a stronger influence on the decisions your client will make and really to be part of that decision making and to lead that decision making because you can recommend, you can share your rationale in more detail and you can guide the client towards the right outcome. It's also a game changer because it's great research when you present in person. It allows you to hone your process. If there are things that the client doesn't understand or you find that there are gaps when you present the creative work, then you can look at filling those gaps. You can tighten your process or you can tighten the way that you explain your work because you're having a real life experience. You're experiencing in the moment your client's reaction to the work. You can use that to inform how you do things in the future. It can help you understand what your clients respond well to, what they need from you to support them better and to educate them better through the process. So I think by having that very instantaneous interaction with your client, it can really help you to be a better designer, be a better creative really, and understand how you can work more closely, more effectively, more efficiently with your client by responding to some areas where they might have needed more information or where they might get confused or where they have a really positive response. I also think it's a game changer because it expedites the process. And it ensures the client understands your rationale. So you can, A, tackle some of the objections there and then. So they don't escalate. They don't become big concerns for your client. Small objections that come up in the moment that you then get a chance to talk to and address can be dispelled quite quickly. But when the client's left to their own devices to overthink it, ask lots of opinions, then it can escalate and it can derail the project pretty quickly. So when you're there in the moment and when you get to gauge your client's intuitive response to the work, that's very powerful because I think it allows you to tackle some of the subjectivity that can come into design quite head on. So when they start to have a, I don't like it, or I'm not sure, or I feel a bit confused kind of reaction, you can guide them away from those kind of subjective responses back to objectivity, back to the purpose of the brief, what you're trying to achieve, what was agreed around the objectives. So you can always bring it back to the rationale there in the moment rather than let things get very subjective and escalate sort of behind the scenes, if you like. And then later in the project, when your client inevitably starts to get cold feet sometimes, maybe other people get involved and they start to have that post-purchase dissonance or that post-design decision dissonance or they get cold feet, you can always remind them about their reaction in the moment. Well, remember when we initially talked about it, you loved it. I understand that maybe, you know, sometimes this is quite natural to start to think things through a bit too much, overthink things or get cold feet. But remember, you loved it initially and your gut reaction is what is important, your intuitive response, because that's the response that their clients will have, right? So knowing how your client initially responded to the work when they first see it, I think is really powerful to how you can guide them through the project as it unfolds. I think they're the key reasons why I think presenting face-to-face is such a game changer. 
It elevates your value perception, means that the client values you more and you can start to charge more of a premium for what you do. It deepens your relationship with the client. It allows you to have a strong influence over the creative outcome. You can do your research through that process and really hone the way that you work with your clients to be more effective. And it also expedites the process. It ensures that it's less likely to be derailed further down the track because you can tackle the objections head on. So I think that's some pretty compelling reasons why it's worth just throwing yourself headlong into that face-to-face creative presentation. Now, the other thing I said I wanted to talk about Because I think maybe you're listening now and going, oh, but that won't work for me for these reasons. Oh, I've tried that, but it didn't work. Oh, I'm not going to do that because this is what my clients say. I've heard plenty of, let's say, objections from my own clients, so the designers that I work with as a coach and mentor around doing this. But I've also heard the positive feedback when they do finally take the leap and do it. They always, always, without exception, say that it's had a positive impact in one way or another, whether it's to the creative outcome, to how smoothly the project has run and how quickly it's come to a conclusion, or to the depth of relationship they have with the client. So the kinds of objections that I hear on repeat are, firstly, it takes too much time. So I don't want to present in person because it's going to eat up too much of my time you know everybody's telling me that I need to be more efficient and I need to be more productive so spending an hour with a client presenting is just too much time I can't spare that time in the process well what I would say to that and what I do say to that is well first of all you need to build that time into the scope So you need to see the interactions with your client, whether that's presenting, managing them, reading their emails, responding to emails, doing the admin. You need to see all of that time, not as inconvenient, but as part of doing business, as part of the scope of a project, as time you should charge for, just as much as the time spent doing creative work. So build time in, and I mean billable time, to allow for that face-to-face presentation with the client. So it's not taking up too much time, it's just actually part of the process and you're being paid for it. And just see it as essential to what you do, just as essential as doing the research, creating the mood board, producing all the logo files at the end or doing the handover document. It's just as crucial as any of the other steps that you might take. And that's an important shift in your mindset and how you think about it. And also, I think it's important when you think it's a waste of time, well, actually, you can flip that on its head and you you can recognize that it's actually time saved. It's time saved in writing up notes, trying to explain to the client in an email or having that back and forth with the client when they respond to the work, then you've got to go back and type a response back. And there's lots of back and forth or time wasted when the project's derailed because you didn't take the opportunity to tackle some of the objections in the moment face to face. So it's actually a time saver in so many ways, I promise you. The other objection I've heard several times is, well, the client would rather review the work in their own time. I'm sure that they would rather get the work and mull over it 
at their leisure. Now again, I can see the point. But when I hear that reason, what I'm really hearing is avoidance. What I'm hearing is somebody saying, well, I don't want to do it. And I'm sure my client wouldn't want to do it either. So that's a perfect excuse not to do it. But in my opinion, first and foremost, it's actually not up to the client how they receive the work. It's your work and you should treat it with the respect it deserves. It's up to you how you present it. Now, when I say it's up to you, I'm also going to say that I think you should present it in person, but it's not up to the client. I've had clients in the past who've tried to circumnavigate this or can you just send it over? And I just say no. I just say, well, let's find a time that's perfect for us and we can both spare the right amount of time to go through it. So I just don't bend to clients who don't want to receive my creative work in the way that I want to present it. Because I value my work. I know it has impact. It's not just some arbitrary design work that they could have gone and got online for $10, $5, whatever it is. I have put my energy, my care, all of my years experience into that. And therefore it deserves the time from them and from me to go through it in some level of detail, to explain it, to talk it through. So I take the position in just the same way that I take the position that it's not necessarily up to the client alone to dictate the creative outcome or the creative process, that it's not up to them of how I should present my work. So if it doesn't suit them, that's okay. We're probably not a good match. What I want is clients that value my work enough that they're going to commit the time to go through it in person with me. And I also think that maybe by taking the time to present, you actually make the client feel more valued. You're not just flicking it off in an email or letting them try and piece it together or them have to read a long missive about why you've done what you've got done and to understand the rationale and pick it apart themselves. You respect them enough and value them enough in the process to take them through it. And my experience has always been that clients really appreciate and value that. And I think that's a selling point that you can talk about, that you take the time to devote to your client because the outcome and their creative outcomes are so important to you. The idea that the client would rather it, that may be true, but that's not up to them, that's up to you. And I really, because of the reasons I've said, which is all the game changes, your point of view should be that you want to present your work in person. But I also think that for the majority of clients, it helps them feel more engaged in the process, more engaged with you and more valued. Now, the other objection is, and this is a doozy, and I completely understand this one. It's, I won't know what to say if the client rejects the work. Now, I get it. I know that it's a little bit nerve-wracking, that moment where, oh, well, I've got to present, and what if the client doesn't love it, and what if I've missed the mark, or what if I've misunderstood something? That feeling when you go into creative presentation is perfectly normal. And I think no amount of preparation will completely and utterly dispel that feeling. I think that's just part of it. But the more you do it the less you will feel that self-doubt and that trepidation. Because if the client's going to reject the work, it's going to happen regardless. 
it's either going to happen there and then in the presentation or it's going to happen when they email you later. So either way, you're going to have to deal with it. Now, I happen to think that dealing with it in the moment again is by far the better way to manage it and to put it to bed pretty quickly and probably to guide your client around it most of the time as well. So I think you are much more likely to be able to minimize the impact on the overall project when you deal with it there and then. Because when the client has a negative reaction and you're not there to deal with it, or you're not there to guide them through it or remind them of the rationale and why you've done it, and probably then very often the penny will drop, if they go away and they have that experience without you, if they start to second guess and doubt and start to engage lots of other people and ask their opinion, then it's much more likely to run out of control. And it's much more likely to derail the project in a much bigger way than if you'd had that discussion there and then. And very often an objection is not because they don't love the work. It's not because they don't feel that it's a good response and it's a good creative solution. It's actually because there's a lack of clarity or understanding. They don't perhaps understand necessarily the work that you've done or why and they can't see the link between that and the brief. So if you're there and you guide them through that and you really invest in explaining the rationale, you can get past that very, very quickly. Or it's nerves. It's them feeling like a fish out of water. And this comes back to that idea that I hear all the time, I'm not creative. I haven't got a creative bone in my body. I don't know what's right. I don't know how to decide between these. And so it very often comes from a place of overwhelm. So if you're there with the client when they have that sort of nervous overwhelm reaction, then again, you can help guide them through it. And also a lot of the idea of, well, what if the client rejects it? Well, this really comes down to how solid your method is and how well you prepare. So there is stuff that you can do as a designer and a creative to mitigate your client rejecting the work. If you're confident that you've invested in the process, that you've understood the brief, that you've spent time with your client to understand the problem that is being solved with this creative work, why you're doing this brief in the first place, what the right outcome will be, what success looks like, and you're confident in your steps and your process and you stick to those without compromise, then you're much less likely to get that kind of response from a client anyway. So this really comes down to your confidence and building your confidence in your creative abilities. And you're an awesome creative, but you've got to work on feeling confident in the work that you've done. So when you don't present it for those reasons, well, what if the client doesn't love it? Then what you're saying is, I don't believe in my creative work. So that's something that you need to look at and address and think about. If you don't feel confident in your creative work, what are you going to do to change that? Who are you going to reach out to? Do you need some mentoring to help you develop that confidence? Do you need to work on your process more? Do you need to work on your mindset more? So there is always the chance that the client might reject the work, but being able to address that in person and having done the work from a solid place of strategy and rationale, you're much more likely to feel prepared to address that in the moment 
and stop it from sending the whole project into a big tailspin that starts to eat time, eat budget, and really make everyone feel frustrated. You want a nice, smooth-running project. And I think presenting in person has a lot to do with how well the overall project will run. Presenting in person, I think, has a huge impact. It seems like a small thing, but for me, it's so pivotal to the overall outcomes of the project in the long run. It's so worth committing to. And then the final objection that I hear very, very often is, well, the client's not going to get a chance to canvas opinions. If I present to them and they haven't had a chance to go and ask lots of other people, well, they're going to feel uncomfortable with that or they're not going to be able to make a decision. Well, first and foremost, the client doesn't have to make the decision there and then anyway. I think it's worth helping them filter and helping them come to something close to a final decision but they don't have to make the final decision there and then in the presentation. I think that's a misconception. You're not presenting face-to-face so that they can sign on the dotted line at the end. You're doing it to help explain the rationale and guide them to something close to the final outcome. So they will have a chance afterwards to go and canvas opinion. But design by committee is a problem because it's all based on subjectivity. It's based on personal opinions that don't come from a place of understanding, that don't understand the rationale behind the work, don't understand the reasons or the purpose or the objectives of the brief or what's being done anyway. When clients go and start asking in Facebook groups and asking their hairdresser and their mother-in-law and their dog walker what they think of the work, very often those people aren't target audience. So in many ways, their opinions don't count. But when your client does do that after that face-to-face presentation, you've essentially been able to prep them or coach them first so Again, those opinions that are canvassed are much less likely to have a negative impact or derail the process because all of a sudden you're getting a hundred different opinions from a hundred different people that in the nicest possible way don't really matter and trying to deal with those two. So by prepping your client in a one-to-one presentation or a one-to-team presentation, A, you're letting them know the rationale, you're removing again that subjectivity and you can prep them about if they do go and canvas opinion that that should be contextual and what kinds of responses they should be looking for and how they should set the scene and how they should also take it with a pinch of salt. It doesn't mean the client can't canvas opinion because it doesn't mean the client has to make a decision in the moment like I said. They can go and canvas the opinions but... It means that, again, you can intervene and you can have an influence over how much of an impact those opinions will have on the project. So if you've got any other objections that I haven't talked about here, if you're sitting there going, well, I don't want to present in person for these reasons. And if it's because you haven't got Zoom or similar, then that's not a reason because you can get a Zoom account for free. But if you have got other reasons that you don't think it's a good idea for you, please let me know because I would love to know. I feel very passionate that this is so important to a design business and to how much you are valued, how much you are perceived as valuable and how much you value yourself as a designer. So I think it's super important. But if you don't, 
or if you've got worries or if you're not sure about anything, if you just want my opinion on something that you're concerned about when it comes to doing this, then please let me know. Reach out on email, send me a DM on Instagram and just let me know what you think. If you don't present in person, I would love to know why. And I would love to have a chat about how you might be able to perhaps get past some of those feelings and at least give it a go. Or if you do and you didn't used to and you've got good news stories or bad news stories about doing it, then let me know about that too. I'm always really keen to know what other people's experiences are around the topics that I talk about. So hit me up, let me know. I don't want to just be sat here talking into the ether and not knowing what you think about what I've said when it hits your ears. When you mull it over, what do you think? What do you want to say to me back? Let's make this a conversation. I would love that. So anyway, that's the end of today's podcast. I hope you found it useful. And as always, have an amazing day. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And I can't wait to chat to you again soon, my lovely. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.